Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off 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 Off, off the Record. Welcome to the Crossfader podcast, Off The Record. My name is Jamie Hartley and I'm sat here with three other members of our team. We're going to be talking all things DJ industry related, some of the behind the scenes here at Crossfader, and you'll learn a little bit more about each of the team members. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to introduce the people that are sat around me. So to my left, we have James Holland. He is one of our content creators. He's the writer for our all-important website, and he also heads up App Academy and loads of other stuff here at Crossfader. Howdy. Nice to have you on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having you're me. You're going to be here regularly, so if you are just starting listening to this podcast, you're going to hear a lot from James Holland. Sorry you got to listen to these mundane tones. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be sorry. And to my left as well, we have Lawrence James. He's Yo. a content creator again for Crossfader. He makes a lot of these awesome mixes that you see go on our socials, like YouTube, Instagram, That's and me. on Facebook. As I do. Hello. Yeah, thank you hello, for being hello, on the hello. podcast and thank no you for problem. taking the time out. And to my right, we have Danny James, who is our content manager and editor. He puts all those cool animations on the videos and makes them look nice and professional and is a very integral part of the team. Danny, welcome. Thank you. Boop, boop. Yeah, so this is the first time we've done a podcast. We wanted to start something to both inspire, educate, and help whether you are brand new to the DJ industry or whether you've been in the industry for ages and just want some something entertaining to listen to, something insightful to listen to, and to find out a bit more about who we are and what we do. This first episode, we're going to be breaking down beginner DJ equipment, the all-important topic for a lot of new DJs out there. Where do I start? What do I start with? But we're going to approach it in a way. We're going to take it back and go to some of the beginner DJ equipment that we all started with so you can find out about how the industry has changed and how technology in particular has changed from when we started to what is available now. And we're going to be talking about a few different features that are available on controllers and pieces of equipment that's out nowadays and all sorts more. But let's get stuck in. Is everyone ready to ready break to this go. down and to yes, explore yes. this? Hit that reminiscing button. This is going right. to be good because I feel like... Whoa. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I've been taken Perfect. back. This is going to be good because I feel like me and you, Jamie, we started a lot before these other guys. So yeah. you are old. experience. I'm old. <laughs> you are old. I'm old. Yeah. But so as a heads up, I'm 29. I'm 31. Yep. Going on 18. I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you, Holland? 28. <laughs> yeah. I just said 31 to 28. You're Danny, right. how old are you? I'm 22 and that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Holland and Danny did start maybe a bit later than yeah. Yeah. myself and well, Lawrence. Y- you guys started at home. Mm-hmm. I started in a, in a club. Yeah. So like my first experience, even seeing a deck properly was in a club. So mm-hmm. I was obviously 18. Um, didn't, didn't go out before that. Um, yeah, me neither. Whereas you guys obviously started in yeah. your bedroom. So I started in my bedroom. I was 14 years old. Um, I'd never stepped foot in a club before. So I looked at DJing from the point of view of it was just exciting to be able to mix two songs together and play around with some equipment to like play with your favorite music at the end of the day. Yeah. Was that similar for yourself? Yeah, I, was, I just remember being at like a family party and we had a DJ on and I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. And then somebody sold me their belt drive turntables for like a hundred pounds and I could only afford two vinyl. And I had like two vinyl for about six months. <laughs> so I was mixing the same two vinyl for like six months. But that's probably one of the best ways to yeah, start. At yeah, the yeah, the no. You so you got put, forced by not having the yeah, budget. You yeah, actually yeah. got forced to learn in a very good way. Yeah, so. I just come home from school and just mix like the same two vinyls. Can you remember the model of the turntables and the model yeah, of the mix? Yeah, it was, a, it was a new Mac. I can't remember the actual product number, but it was a new Mac. But it was a belt drive turntable. So it would take ages to basically start spinning and it was so like sensitive to mix that um it was actually pretty good in a way because if you could mix you, on that yeah if you could yeah. mix on that you can you can yeah. mix on anything yeah, so yeah, yeah. it did turn out okay to I, be fair i had a similar experience mm. so i had gemini tt01s which mm-hmm. were just these super cheap basic belt driven turntables at the time yeah and um i had a bayringer vmx 100 yeah. mix which is like a two channel mm-hmm. mixer that had some like bpm counters on it that you could tap in that was just really gimmicky um, but just super basic three channel EQ. 
didn't do anything else. No effects, nothing yeah. else. Tiny little mixer. Um, but I didn't I didn't know there was anything else available at that time. It was just what is the cheapest setup I can get? Yeah, two yeah. turntables and a mixer, and that Bay was ringer. it. So, did you have a two channel mixer? I, I had a Bay Ringer as well. Um, I can't remember the model, but yeah, same again. The Bay Ringer, and then went on to an all-in-one kind of CD player, which is like the it looks like the same as a controller is now. It was just two CDs. Yeah. And yeah, a mixing panel in between with EQs and stuff. And Did they have jog wheels? Uh, no. You no. put the CD in. You'd see it was it was gla- it was like glass, so you could see the CD spinning oh. around in the <laughs> in the thing. Jesus. And uh, but yeah, I'll end on that as well. Yeah, nice. Well, mm. let's pause there before yeah. we go into any other equipment from ourselves. That's you know you can just see sort of where we started. Um, yeah. It was a while ago in the industry. It was looking about ten, yeah. 11, 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, so. Holland, where what was the first piece of equipment that you started with? Um, I bought because the DJ who was teaching me had one, and I wanted to copy him. I bought a Denon DNHC five thousand Serato Witch controller, which was a rack mounted. Um, how do I describe it? Tank, absolute <laughs> tank. This was back when Denon. Denon Bill Court is still very good to this day, but this was in the age of rack-mounted tanks. Yeah. Full metal construction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, um, if you've ever seen one or if you Google it, you'll find out that they used to control CD players. And this was the first one that could do both. So I could put it in CD mode and connect uh, via one of them weird pins and yeah. CD drive and control CDs with it. Or I could plug it into my laptop and and DJ with that. And then I paired that up to a two channel. I couldn't afford a mixer. I remember saving all my money and buying this Denon controller. I think got off eBay secondhand, a bit cheaper than normal. So the controller didn't have a mixer. Oh no, no, no. It was like two players. Yeah. Yeah. So it just had two, two RCA outputs. And I was like, Oh, I really need a mixer. And I was like, I just didn't have any money. Um, and also I didn't know what to buy. Like the world of mixers when you're a new DJ is frightening. Yeah. I thought I really wanted this new map mixer because you could plug your iPhone into it. Yeah. Had a dock for your iPhone. You could yeah. record your mixers onto your phone. So I was like, oh, I want that, but I couldn't afford it. Um, so I bought from Argos, which you know it's high quality when it comes from there, um, a two-channel uh, new map mixer, mm-hmm. right? And it was like the cheapest one they did. I can't remember the model name, but it was silver. It was tiny. It was so featherweight that you felt if you dropped it, that'd be it. Be gone. Yeah. And I couldn't use a crossfader at the time. And the DJ was teaching me, was just teaching me like like house music and club music blends where it wasn't really important to use a crossfader. So um, I got masking tape out and stuck it to the center so it couldn't move yeah. so i couldn't knock it when i was mixing because yeah, yeah, yeah. it used to like, i'd knock it and I'd be like ah <laughs> they didn't oh have God. the on off switches back then where you could yeah. no, no, deactivate no. the crossfader like, like on newer on, controllers yeah it was it was horrendous i'd love to know what actually happened to that mix so I, think <laughs> I, I think i went it out about five years ago and never got it back did it have any like performance features in any socks obviously this is a bit later than the turntable era this is a bit you know the technology the controller did yeah the controller it was serato itch which was the version of Serato de- dedicated to controllers and not good controllers. That was like then. the very first version of very yeah, the Serato software we I'll know tell you nowadays. What, though, until it? recently, it was the only version of Serato that had day mode. Yeah, oh, I, I, right. Genuinely, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, honestly, it had some really, really cool features in it that took a long time to even get into Serato DJ Pro, which is amazing. But um, it was, um, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> it had hot cues, I believe. It had loops. Yeah, and an automatic loops, which was a big thing because back then yeah, CDJs yeah. you'd have to manually punch in a loop. Yeah, um, it had automatic loops, which was really life savering ish at times, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And obviously, it was just very fast at loading tracks because it was your laptop doing it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the MacBook I had. I realized quickly, like you know, when you're a new DJ and you look at other DJs, you're like, oh god, I need, I need what they've got. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I realized that I needed a Mac laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be playing on this Windows. That I had this <laughs> HP or whatever. So I com- managed to convince my dad, who was quite high up at a company at, at one point, that his accountant really didn't need that MacBook. Uh, <laughs> so he and, the, and to be fair to the accountant, he didn't like it. He preferred Windows anyway. So yeah. they did a deal, and I got the Mac laptop. And it was one Still. of them black ones, the black and white ones. Remember them? The, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you just looked the part. You were like, I'm the coolest DJ. Hey, I looked the part, but the battery laptop. in it was gone. So if anyone touched that MagSafe connector, uh, yeah, yeah. they turn off. Oh, yeah. Just turn mine, off. Mine used to do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's just a common thing with Apple, a, yeah, the batteries. That, that used uh, to happen. Yeah, but I was, on, I was on edge every single gig at this. If anyone touches this, I'm done. So just before we move on to Danny, one last thing that's quite interesting is you, like you said, you started 
in a club environment were you working as a light jock or behind the bar or something? yeah um i was i bought 300 jagermoms um they were oh. a pound each on a monday and <laughs> the club owner obviously took notice of me going well who's this idiot buying 300 jagermoms um <laughs> And he called me and said, would you like to be a promoter for the club? Because you seem quite popular. Like, I just realised you bought 300 Jägermons. Of course I was popular, popular. I bought 300 Jägermons. But I was like, yeah, sure. It means I can get in for your club for free of charge. I was there every Monday and Saturday anyway. So I was like, yeah, definitely. So I started handing out flyers. And then by getting to know everyone, they went, oh, you're a bit of a geek. Light guy's ill or something like that. Would you like to do the lights? And I was like, what do I have to do? They were like, just smash some keyboard but, buttons and, and make the lights flash. I was like, yeah, seems easy enough. And I was talking to the DJ. I got talking to the DJ. And the DJ, um, I was a really, really nice guy. I mean, I owe my entire career to him. Uh, but I was obviously, as you do, if you can imagine, I was stood behind this desk and in front of me was all my best friends. It was, I mean, everyone. I knew everyone yeah, in that club. And I knew what they wanted to listen to. Yeah. So I just tapped the DJ and go, oh, I think back then it was like Chris Brown, uh, three times. Oh yeah, and and uh, <laughs> David Guetta was huge. But then I remember yeah. Avicii levels had just come out, and I was like tapping him on the shoulder, and just going, "What about this? this? What about this? this? Yeah. What about this?" And then he got my number from the manager and and rang me randomly and went, "I think you've got something. Would you like to learn?" And yeah. I was like, "Yes." It's quite interesting that somebody else, your kind of love for for it, almost came from. You didn't realize that you potentially <laughs> you wanted to be a DJ. It, yeah. You know, you, you realized you loved music yeah. and you knew the music and you knew what a crowd would want and then suddenly you just need the tools to be able to exactly and that's and what he that, told me so. to do and that's why i bought the same setup as him because yeah. Yeah. right he he i was learning with him yeah, yeah. makes so, sense yeah. yeah right brilliant before we move on to the next piece of equipment we've got one more we've got danny here where did you like, how did you start what equipment did you start with um so mine's very different to everyone else's i started with pretty much backwards so it was when i first started out dj and have like any equipment i just found this app on my phone which yeah. app uh, it was DJ algorithm one, but it was like the first one ever. Super basic, had like no effects, like minimal EQ and a crossfader, and then just like two like virtual turntables, just like spinning around that you could put, and it just showed the artwork up, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, Pretty yeah, much yeah. the Android version then. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it was like that. But on the, like, I think I had iPhone three at the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think How so, many years yeah. ago was that? Do you, do you think? Oh, I was. 14, 13, 14. 2009. Eight years ago or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. All right. Um, so I was, yeah, I was about 14, got that app, and I was just like hooked on it. Not that you could do anything fancy or anything, but I was just obsessed with going from one track to another and yeah. making it so quick as well. And I always remember like as a kid, I'd be like, it's so strange, but I'd be like sat in the car going somewhere with my family and I would like the music I'd have on in my iPod, I'd be like going and beat with the window wipers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, we've all done that. Yeah, <laughs> and then like going past things and I was like, yeah. oh, if we could reach that lamppost by the time <laughs> this beat hits, then I've won. And you like, were like, <laughs> it was like a physical version yeah. of beat matching and yeah. phrasing. Right? Exactly, was like yeah. beginner yeah. skills, but you were using it in a physical way. So you're yeah. looking at the, your environment. But I was doing that from like a super young age and then I was like, then from when I got this app, I was like, oh, I can actually switch songs like this and then like try and match them together and they'll like fall out. And yeah, yeah, then yeah. it was like, that was kind of like the basics of beat matching for me. And then I just got like really hooked on it. And then asked my parents like a year later to, if I could have this controller that would connect to it uh, for my birthday. And it was um, a Newmark IDJ Live, it was called. And it looked, it was like the shape of a skateboard. It was really, <laughs> really strange, but it was like, like a, a, a toy basically yeah. it was like it looked something, like a dj toy yeah it was yeah. like some like fisher price thing it was like <laughs> really bad like really plasticky and if you were like spin the jog wheel it would just go forever it was like a skateboard with really good bearings <laughs> yeah. it would just spin forever <laughs> maybach fives in there yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so it was just uh that connected to the phone and then eventually like a quite far down the line i got an ipad and plugged that in and then um so from that, from learning like basic beat matching, like the app kept getting like updates as well. And then every time there was an update, there was more things added in. Yeah. So like yeah, they would yeah. add an echo effect and yeah. then that was like a game changer. Yeah. Sure. yeah, I was like, oh my God, you can echo tracks. And Well, that's quite interesting. Even the algorithm were around eight years ago. Yeah, and they, exactly, you know, they had yeah. this app eight years ago that's still around today. And recently, Holland's just reviewed the latest update yeah, with it. our yeah. App Academy it's great, isn't it? series. Yeah, and the, the, it's a powerful app now. Yeah. You oh, know, it's, it's so advanced. Yeah, you do know, everything. It's showing that... You know, the DJ industry could go way more digital even still. You know, you oh can yeah, video we'll DJ on it mm-hmm. and all sorts now. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to see how far just the technology and in, in the applications have come. Um 
And yeah, it's 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 quite interesting that even eight years ago you were using an app, and there's a lot of new yeah. DJs starting now using an app, and there's nothing nothing yeah. wrong with that. And yeah. you obviously, no. you know, have turned into a successful DJ, and where you started didn't affect have you where you've ended up sure. in any way. Have so. you noticed something about all like the common theme? I know, I know that we've all started in different ways and started on different equipment, but we've all. I mean, I think all beginners used to be like this. We all started with Newmark and Behringer and. and yeah, the cheapest, the cheapest, yeah, cheapest yeah, entry yeah. level. But we all learned the basics on mm-hmm. the cheapest equipment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like nowadays, we've got like Pioneer DDJ two hundreds, unbelievably good, pr- and that's a mixer and the decks and everything in one, yeah. and it's just like off your pop and yeah. just plug a laptop in, and yeah. So the price of what we would probably pay for two turntables and a mixer back then, you probably pay half of that or even a quarter of that and get twice as many features, exactly, and, yeah, and everything. Beginners have never had it so good. But then I've got, I've got a big question here: is that is it is it is it a bad thing that there are so many features in some of these entry level controllers because does it detract from some of those basic skills that all DJs realistically need to master and learn like your potentially beat matching and mix the basics of mixing and phrasing yeah. if there are loads of effects on there loads of extra performance features does that just I you think know, distract a beginner DJ I think yes where do no. they start you've got two I think you've got two sides to it you've got the side of You've got the aids, which some DJs out there will be like, no, no, no. But you've got sync, and and most co- oh, most recently in the Pioneer We DJ app, you've got the phrase sync as well. So yeah. you don't even need to hit play in the right place at all. Yeah. Um, but if that bring if that stops a DJ or stops a potential DJ from going, I can't do this, putting it down and walking away when potentially they could have had that helping hand, but yeah. then mastered it at a later date. I mean, I started on a laptop yeah. and my most recent purchase was a set of 1210s. Yeah. So I went the wrong way around about it and I'm still yeah. here doing it. Yeah. Um, if it helps them, then I'm all for it. But yes, you're probably right. It is a bit overwhelming more than anything when you come into it. You like, especially with these apps, like we're saying algorithms. Yeah. I mean, if you go and pay the the subscription fee and unlock the pro version straight away, yeah. you are literally staring at a powerhouse. And you're yes. like, I think it's got pros and cons in the way that it's like you buy these beginner controllers now and they do have a lot of features and like the negative can be that it distracts the beginner from learning the actual basics. But yeah. then at the same time, if, if you learn the basics, you have those features there to kind of fruit, like future-proof your purchase, you know what I mean? So you're yeah. like, yeah. you've bought something that you could use for another few years, learning loads of features and, you know, become pretty advanced on a basic controller if you look at like you know what's uh the sp3 yeah something like that like there's a lot on there that you can keep learning and learning but sure it still has all that basics there i mean that takes it back to i'm just thinking back to when i started and you know i had the two turntables and the mixer but then once i felt like i'd mastered that and i was spending so much in my pocket when i was 14 at the time just on the actual records yeah one of my big things was like well I want to move further. I want to be able to play more of the music that I love and do more with that music when I'm mixing it. So then it was like, how do I save up and get a CDJ? Because that has more features. And I suppose that's the same as now. Once you master those basics, you want to have access to yeah. the next step. So it's, it's, yeah. it is great okay, to I, see those features in the entry-level controllers. It's just yeah. to not take notice of them right away, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pro um, like advanced features. I think that all these new features and things, everyone's starting on kind of a level playing field. If you go back to when you had to have vinyls and, you know, buy loads of vinyls and there was a real art, there's a real art to that kind of DJing, then, you know, it takes you so long to master the basics. Now, you have to figure out ways, if you want to be a successful DJ, of being more creative with the features. It's not just just pressing an echo out, because everyone can do that now. And you also have, when... You know, these aids like sync and phrasing mm-hmm. and all these new features that are coming in. Yeah. It, like you said, Holland, it, it is an aid and it's a helping yeah. hand yeah. for beginner DJs. But at the yeah. same time, all of us needed a helping hand back then, no matter yeah. what equipment we were on. We all had some form of, you know, some intuition yeah. or mentor yeah. or someone that showed us just how to do those basic things mm-hmm. like mixing, yeah. you know. Now, obviously, we, we're an online DJ school. So, yeah. you know, there's the option to learn online, whether with us or other people. Um, as well as one-to-one DJ schools, which weren't a thing, you know, years ago. Mm. So it's it's great that the education is available there. Um, but I th- yeah, I think it's, it's just it's a weird situation. I feel almost like the market changed. It used to be like you said, Jamie, you'd save up and you'd go buy something yeah. to unlock that feature. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't you couldn't do that, so you had to go buy it. Yeah, you can plug. I keep going back to it, but it, it's a big 
shift, especially from Pioneer. That DDJ two hundred, you can use it on your phone, yeah. But yeah. then you can go and plug it into Record Box, and you can, if you're willing to use your mouse and keyboard, yeah. key shift. Yeah, yeah. You can do complex loops and routines. You can do a lot, a big. I mean, a massive amount. It almost feels to me like the, the marketplace, rather than having to have the most expensive equipment to have the most features. Yeah. Now it's almost like you're paying for the layout. It's like, okay, the DDJ 1000 is the most expensive controller at the moment from Pioneer. We get, you know, current, I'm not talking about the older yeah. ones, yeah. current one. And what are you paying for? What you're paying for is the layout, the layout that when you get to a nightclub, it will look and feel like the nightclub equipment, yeah. like the yeah, professional yeah. gear. Yeah. Like realistically, you can do the majority of what you can do on that on other, a lot cheaper stuff. Sure. And it's like, it's changed completely from when we were starting to, now it's more like, okay, you can do it all if you really want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, well, yeah. While we're talking about these edge level controllers that are available nowadays, yeah. I'll go around each of you. What would you recommend to someone who is, just starting out, they've never touched a piece of DJ hardware. What would be your, obviously we all have our own preferences and yeah. we all work with different softwares and things currently. Um, but what would be your recommendation to a new DJ and then any like particular reasons why? Just start with me. I can't. Right. <laughs> Danny, do you want yeah, to start? So I, I think it's a lot of it, you know, comes down to what software you want to use to start with anyway. If like, if you've got your heart set on one particular software, then, you know, there's, you can start there, but I mean, if it was me, I would look at it from a point where it's like, okay, I want to go eventually be playing in clubs. Yeah. And if you want to be a USB DJ, which I am now, I didn't used to be, but like it would definitely be something like the RR. So I know it's yeah. things like that aren't exactly affordable for young people, but at the same time, it's something that if you could invest in it, then it's, it's something that's going to last you a long time. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? and then That's the you, Pioneer DJ. X yeah, DJ, the XDJ RR. RR. So yeah. it's like the small version of the RX2. I mean, there's less features, but it's it is really good. Like it's so powerful for what you can do. Yeah, and when you yeah. look at the the program itself inside of the unit, it's like it's so similar to the layout of a CDJ. So when you if you do get that club slot, you're gonna go straight to the club know and what then you're, doing. Yeah, you're gonna sure. feel more comfortable because that's what you know at home. Yeah, yeah. and you know it is like the industry standard equipment yeah, like that it's you're going to feel comfortable well. on. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that is that is a more premium product. We're looking upwards of, I think, eight nine hundred pounds yeah. in yeah, the UK. Yeah, it is expensive. Um, but then if you've got to take into account, if you get a cheaper controller, that controller will need a laptop as well. So you've yeah. got to factor got that to cost that in. Yeah. If you don't already own a laptop, you'll probably need to get one mm -hmm. when if you're going to go for a cheaper product. So, you know, bear in mind, even if you are using the XDJ RR, you will still have to analyze your music on some piece of software whether yeah. it be on a computer yeah, or a laptop so you'll need some yeah. access to a computer but you know you don't need the portable aspect of it yeah. as yeah. well necessarily so you know there's pros and cons to mm, it but that is sure. maybe a bit more uh, higher end but still a very yeah. good place yeah. to start if you've got the budget mm -hmm. for sure yeah for me uh, SB3 is my favourite when I started DJing my kind of idols was like Jazzy Jeff DJ Cray so I was always into scratching beat juggling like the out of that mm -hmm. so with a kind of pad scratch feature that everyone kicked off about when it came out it's cool it's a great way to just have a reference point of what is what actually is scratching yeah and it's you know there's eight, eight different scratches on there it starts off really basic gets a bit more uh, intense but for me um, to have that reference point there and it's got the, the bit basic features on any kind of standard um, controller as well that is definitely and for the price um it's actually unbelievable as well so that yeah. is 100 percent. if i was starting out now um that would be my go-to 100 percent. nice I yeah. just before we move on to yeah. holland obviously it was a big talking point in the industry the yeah. ddj sb3 from pioneer this mm. pad scratch mode with these automated scratches a lot of the scratch djs were sort of in uproar about it yeah. and then a lot of yeah. you know new DJs were like this is great I've got some inspiration it's quite nice to hear that from yourself you know yeah. you and you know you love the art of scratching and the turntablism side of the industry yeah. um, so it's nice to know that you know you, you welcome it yep um, for sure I, I just want to interject as well and say that the pad scratch mode it's one of those things it's it's not going to turn you into an amazing dj or no. an amazing scratch dj but it is a good reference like you say and mm -hmm. there's there isn't it's not faking it because it doesn't sound amazing yeah. you know yeah. it's never going to sound as good as an actual dj scratching yeah. but at least you've got some reference there for yeah. the beginner djs if they're inspired by that they can roll with it so yep. How about yourself, Holland? What would you recommend? Oh, I've just been spending the last 
five ten minutes ripping my hair about this. Fact, <laughs> this guy's basically the geek of the office, <laughs> yeah. and he like re- he's reviewing all of our, all of the equipment that comes through now, and he proper geeks out about it. So this is this yeah, is this a, is a like bold claim for me. If I make, if I put my hat th- down on one of them, I'm like, I think he's gonna go two hundred. What do you think? No, I'm not. No, no. no. The two hundred, <laughs> the two hundred, just it, it, you can't grow with it. Very yeah, well. with you, you can't grow with it. It needs audio parts. Uh, that my, I'm tearing my hair about SB three or DDJ four hundred pairs. What? And they're the two. They're the two yeah. most popular. Yeah. Uh, currently, at the moment, at the recording this, I'd say yeah. they're probably the oh, two most far. popular. Yeah. I think the four hundred is a, a great selling device, and 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 the reason why Danny's going what is because I was a massive hater of it at first yeah you were um I but really just to interject you were a, you i'm a serato, D- were a serato yeah. dj and a serato yeah. user so you were put off a bit more by the record box software right. as well yeah my, it wasn't serato yeah my gripes with it still stand there's still issues with it like um changing your effect like the, the changing of effects on the ddj 400 is a joke um <laughs> But I think as a, as a DJ, probably like Loz has said, Loz has sold the SB3 with the pad scratch feature and it is an amazing feature. Um, but it's also the older style now of uh, Pioneer yeah. layout mm-hmm. um, on the controllers, whereas yeah, yeah. the 400 is the new style. And I think the Rekordbox ecosystem definitely has its selling points. Um, it's cheaper because you don't need to buy a load of add-ons for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has great functionality. I think it gives you too much information at once. Personally, I prefer the Serato, even with the DJ Lite, the stripped-back look of it. Yeah. I think it's easier for to glance at and just know what's going on, whereas with Rekordbox, you glance at it and you're like, two decimal Ooh. places on my BPM, yeah, yeah, yeah. that waveform, there's a related tracks, what's this tags box, there's just so much going on. But I think between them two, I think they're very similar. I don't think yeah. there's much between them, but you'd have to go that way for me. I think you do need... And another thing is, with them, with them two... Um, they both work with an iPad, so you can mm. plug them into Algorithm DJ as well. So yeah. the them DJs that might not have the laptop, yeah. if they've got an iPad, they can plug straight into either of them controllers, mm-hmm. plug them into set of speakers, and use streaming, for example. Yeah. And, and and yeah, I think which, is, that's, which is amazing. Yeah, it's that's, next level. That's Absolutely a really amazing. good point, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the fact that not everyone has a laptop nowadays. Not yeah. anymore. A lot of not anymore. Yeah. The next generation of DJs coming through. Are used to iPads. Every, used to every, kid, iPad. every kid has an iPad. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just while we're talking about what we recommend as beginner equipment, obviously this is all very much you know we've got th- controllers here. I just wanted to bring up that you know my problem, mine will probably be similar to yours, Holland. Either the SB3 or the 400 currently as the market stands for just a beginner DJ getting started. To go off the SB3 though, if you really are interested in the turntablism side of the market, then Newmark have just released the Newmark Scratch Mixer. Oh, and amazing. this is like Absolutely a amazing. budget-friendly turntablism-style mixer. And it's not just a turntablist mixer. You know, you could just be a normal DJ and, and get this mix because it's, it's a fantastic mixer. But yep. if you are interested in that side of the industry, this is the first sort of budget turntablist-style mixer that's come yeah. through. It's got paddle effects on, like it's the amazing. popular DJ MS-9. And if you can couple that with some relatively cheap turntables to start yeah. with, yeah. Um, yeah. you're still not breaking the bank. You're probably looking at a similar price to the XDJ RR that Danny was talking about, yeah. which there's two totally different sides of the industry. If you want to be a club DJ playing off USB or if you want to be a turntablist playing, you know, creating routines for Red Bull 3 style eventually, yeah. if, then... If you're, yeah, if you're into um, that kind of Red Bull freestyle thing and into scratching and all that kind of thing, you're watching them amazing DJs like JFB and Craze and things. A lot of them are using the DJ MS9, but the, the new Mac is essentially just a, a lighter down, version yeah. of, yeah, of exactly. that. And, but and for it, the but, price as well. The I price, can't get over the price. The I price really point, can't get over the price. Um, you still get pretty much every effect that you can have with the S9. Um, sound quality, build quality is, yeah, amazing. So The only yeah. thing I've found with it, I've got it at home at the moment um, because I was away when it got released. The only thing I found with it, the pads are a bit small, and I've caught the pads a, a couple bit. of times. But yeah. for one drawback, yeah, there are product yeah. that's four hundred pounds ish, and yeah. it comes with yeah. two hundred pounds worth of Serato license, hundred quids worth of inner fader inside it. So you're paying a hundred pounds for the rest of the unit. That is unbelievable. Yeah, so cheap. Yeah, great. Next, so next, um, I just moving on from there. I think that there's some great, great pieces to kind of. For people to go and Google, if they are brand new DJs, you know, go and Google some of these products and check out the reviews that we've done and other people have done as well to find out more about those products. I hope as well, up till this point, if you, you know, if you're a working DJ, if you've been through that beginner DJ phase, 
you've maybe had a bit of being able to reminisce a bit and think, you know, I was around at that era when, you yeah. know, some of us started and think about the equipment that you were using at the time. CDJs. Um, drop a comment if you're watching this via the video on YouTube, drop a comment what your first DJ setup was. Um, if you're just listening via a podcast app, then um, reach out to us on Instagram at We Are Crossfader. Oh, the, the forums or as well. the forum on our website is a great place. You can share pictures of your setup. You could even share the pictures of an old setup if you've got some old pictures. So check out the website, yeah. wearecrossfader.co.uk. Tune of the week. So my tune of the week this week has got to be, I've just been listening to George Fitzgerald Rollback, super Ooh. epic tune. Um, it's been one of the ones playing in my car. I'm definitely going to start putting it into sets. It's a really nice tune. Yeah. Next. Mine is AJ Tracy, Labbrook Grove. Amazing tune. Shout out to the Garage crew. It's like the old school Garage UK vibe and it literally play it about three or four times a week in my DJ sets, in my car, at the gym. Not been to the gym in a few weeks, but yeah. <laughs> AJ Tracy, Labbrook Grove is my tune of the week. Cool. Mine's uh, Toto by... No, it's not really. Um, <laughs> mine has to be the Stormzy and Ed Sheeran, Take Me Back to London. Yeah. Absolute yeah. tune. Banger. Best tune on yeah. the album by far. No, you're incorrect there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Eminem and 50 Second. Nope, you're still incorrect. It's not the Justin Bieber one. No, it's definitely not that one. It's the, uh, the best tune of the album. the uh, best part of me. So why is Amazing. that not your tune of the week then? Because I can't buy that out. That's for getting soppy with misses. Oh... Uh, mine is uh, Lightning by Octavian, but the Ross from Friends remix. Oh, that Ross is, from Friends that is bits. left field. Yeah, <laughs> but, mate, is honestly so sick. What? Ross from Friends? Is that an artist? That's an artist, yeah. yeah. Never, he's like, no, I swear to God, he's like some like lo fi house guy. No like, way. So it's called Ross from Friends. Nah. Yeah, yeah. You're not. Nah. Everyone Ross hates Friends, him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the biggest Friends fan there is. Yeah, yeah. everyone hates Ross. Ross from Friends. I'll show you it. I'm going to send him some hate. And that rounds up our tune of the week. Tune of the week. To move back into this discussion, there's some other important things that we need to have as beginner DJs. Things like speakers, headphones, headphones yeah. you know, certain cables, even if, if you're not just using a controller. Mm -hmm. These are other things that a lot of beginner DJs struggle with. Like, where do I start? What? How much money do I need to spend to get started? Um, I think do I really need monitor speakers or can I just use yeah. my aux, the aux from my hi-fi system? You know, this is this is important stuff as well. Loz's brought his uh, beginner headphones with him I've today. got my beginner headphones. <laughs> I, uh, I lost mine, so I had to buy some emergency £29 ones from an airport. £29 from an airport? Have you been using them in I've gigs been using sets? them in clubs for about yeah. three months. So wow. it and just shows you don't need the best that's out yeah, there. No, absolutely. No, no. As long as you know what Still you're Still waiting for Sennheisers. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so some of the popular brands that I know a lot of us have used, Sennheiser is, has been sort of an industry standard mm. for a lot of club working DJs. Um, what is it, the HD 25s that yeah. they're pretty yeah. much like the go-to, but they are a bit more expensive. Really expensive. Um, £120-ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if you're model. a beginner DJ spending £250 on a controller, to spend half of that again just on headphones is, yep. is a lot. But, you know, I'd recommend definitely getting some headphones to plug in because... You're going to need some to learn don't how buy to beat beats. match. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, well, they're even more expensive. Don't buy, so, don't buy beats. Don't buy beats. Sick of seeing people show up with beats. Don't buy beats <laughs> if you're a DJ. I, I would buy say beats are you, good for running. Buy, buy yeah. beats if you're a Premier League football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say if you were to get headphones, don't go for, my opinion is don't go for DJ brands. Yeah. It's really weird, but like I've had Pioneer headphones the cheap ones are pretty bad, aren't they? I, like, I, I loved my 1200 ones, though. Yeah, yeah. but they broke, right? Oh, they broke, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had three pairs, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've had Sennheisers and, you know, other headphones, and I think the best headphones you can get are people that actually are known for making headphones. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I see what you mean. One of the key things with, with DJ headphones, and it seems to be overlooked all the time, is just having a single cable. Rather than if you look at what Lauren Loz has got, right, with the two cables, one to each cup. Oh, right. That's the only thing I, I think can get a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, get yeah. A, if you can get a pair of headphones with one cable, yeah. um, and, yeah. and obviously you'll need an adapter to make it um, a bigger jack, a quarter-inch yeah. jack, whatever it is. My main mm -hmm. tip to a lot of new DJs is, um, obviously, if you can go to a store and try them on, that's that's the prime thing, really, because yeah. you're going to be wearing them for a long time, so comfort is a 
big Massive, thing yeah, to yeah. think about. You don't want headphones that are going to start hurting your ears or your head if you're wearing them for eventually, you know, four or five hours if you're doing long sets. So that's one of the big things. Sound quality, I don't think sound quality is the most important, important no. because all Isolation. you're doing is queuing up your songs yeah. and checking you're at the right place in the song, checking that the tracks are beat matched. The quality should be coming out of the speakers if you're playing, you know, if you're getting speakers to play at a party or if you're playing in a club, that's where the quality is going to come from. Yep. The headphones are there just for reference. reference. Yeah. So spend the money on comfort. Obviously, you want some sort of quality. Just going back to quality, a good low end in DJ headphones. Yeah, yeah big, big, big. You want yeah. the thump of the kick, yeah. you know, the thump of the low end of the music so that you yeah. can get your timing don't right and get it beat You want back. some isolation don't as go well. On, Definitely yeah, isolation. Don't go on Amazon Choice, pick the top 12.99 no. brand. No. Yeah. Try them on, make sure they're isolating. By that, what I mean, if you don't know what isolation is, make sure when you put them on, you hear as little yeah. on the outside as yeah. possible. Yeah, like with headphones, there's always open back and close back. Mm -hmm. So close back basically means that it's... There's no, there's no chance of the sound getting yeah, out of yeah. that way. But you need, you need the the headphone cup to make a good purchase with your ear. Either go yeah. around your entire ear or sit firmly against it. So Not because like in a loud club, you are if you've got what you call sound leak. If outside noise is getting in, you, it just becomes a bit of a nightmare. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You basically want to be able to isolate what you're hearing over a big loud sound system. Go, no. and, tr go and try them though. Yeah, in definitely go, yeah, try them. go try them. This is this is the hard thing. A lot of people maybe aren't close to DJ shops or maybe. somewhere that has a lot of headphones yeah. available to just get out the box and try. You know, yeah, um, so it is a it is a tricky thing. If you are just getting started, don't worry about getting something relatively Super. cheap. As long as you can hear, you know, you're in your bedroom environment. You don't need something that's going to be pumping away. It just needs to be there as a reference. But then, if you are going to be playing in clubs, like we've mentioned, make sure you can isolate that sound. Yeah. Um, just going back to the HD twenty fives. And, and other, you've got to think about this in headphones as well. If you're going to make them stand the test of time, like how replaceable are the parts? You know, the HD25s, each section of the headphone can be replaced easily. And other headphones that I know DJs have got, something's broken and that's the whole headphone gone to waste and they've had mm -hmm. to buy a whole yeah. new product. Yep. That's one thing with the DJ companies, nine times out of 10, they're not replaceable parts. They're all, you know, it's, it's one unit. Yeah. With a replaceable cable and that's it. But yeah, the Technics headphones of the old days. Yeah, they were just like the the snap, the cheap plastic on the headband. The snap has yeah, it yeah. been the entire thing. Yeah, cool. So, so um, headphones. That's yeah. that's 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 a good overview. It's one of those tricky topics. It is a tricky one. Um, another thing that all DJs are going to need, they're going to need to hear the music that they're playing out loud. Oh, so speakers. your speakers and <laughs> bigger the better. Here comes the <laughs> KRK <-K> crew. <laughs> Um, if you have watched DJs online or you you know you've seen DJ videos of people in the bedrooms yeah, nine times out of ten they will have some sort of what you call monitor speakers and what this means is it doesn't need a separate amplifier the cables go directly from your controller or your equipment into the back of the speaker yeah, it's and an they were yeah it's called yeah an active speaker um, they are a bit more expensive but, but you yeah, don't have are, to yeah. have an less amp. hassle so yeah, you don't have to have an amp as well as speakers to power them. So that's something worth considering. We'll break a few brands down in a second. But then the opposite side of the spectrum is you could have big PA speakers and uh -huh. an amplifier um, um, to power. Yeah, sorry. Setup. Just to interject, not to say what you've said there is kind of correct, but monitor speakers as general are smaller speakers that are um, just for monitoring the sound as in... Um, listening to what you're producing, if you know what I mean, or yeah. listening to what you're putting out to the PA. If you're yeah, in like you're not going to take your monitors to a party and be like, oh, this is... You shouldn't do. do. You shouldn't do. They're more yeah, for reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, what you've just described, a, a passive speaker is when you've got an amplifier. I actually do have a set of monitors that are passive. They do have an amplifier. Okay. Um, they used to be a lot bigger when... They used to be a lot cheaper, so that's why they used to be more popular when we were beginning. But these days, the majority of... Monitor speakers, like you say, are active. I mean, you'd be hard pushed to find some that aren't anymore. Yeah. Um, so just to, I didn't want to correct you. Yeah, no, well, active, passive I just speakers. know what keyboard warriors but, are like. Yeah. They'll, 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 they'll jump all over that. <laughs> I think, let's talk about those first then. So there's a few brands out there. What what has everyone owned in the past? Like, what did you have when you started? Um, and, you know, what um, do you own now? Here we go. Here comes so, KRK crew. No, so my first speaker was the first ever beat speaker oh really really yeah, it was a, a beat wow. it was like a it's called the beats beatbox i think it's got and i still use it it's plugged into my tv at home really but i still use it what's it look like a, a cylinder one no like cylinder, it was like no. a it oh, it's kind of like, like a, a 
a bit like a Toblerone without the top on it. <laughs> like it's a, like, like a, really like strange, a but like triangle. Yeah, yeah, a little really? bit. Like not facing up, like laid down. I've but never like, even seen that. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it and yeah, show yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's this. Like I've had that since I was fourteen. I did like my first ever party with the speaker. Nice. I still yeah. use it today. Like wow. it's, it's been good, but then eventually Credit. it moved on to. Yeah, standard KRKs, which is just like, Pete, I know a lot of people hate on them, but for DJing and like just hearing what you're doing, they get the sound out, they go loud. Like, yeah. they are really fine. Like, they, they don't sound amazing, but they do the job. I think fine. And the cheap. it's a good balance between yeah. value and it's a massively quality. good balance. Yeah, the value yeah. of KRKs. It's really good. Is really yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got KRKs. Everyone has <laughs> KRKs because they're yellow. Rock, <laughs> I've got Rocket they look cool. You know, every, every DJ you see on YouTube now, there's always that yellow cone. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. use them here. Yeah. Danny's cone. got them. Loss has got them. Everyone, everyone has KRKs because they're good value for money out there. Yeah, they're they not the greatest sounding speaker. So if you're wanting to get into producing, forget I, it. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what I will say though is, any reference speaker, you have to learn. This is production, so I won't go too into it. But you have to learn what your speaker does. So yeah. it, it, even if it's not that great, if you can know what what it what, does, what, yeah. what it does bass, highs, yeah. mids. And yeah, then I mean, that's how you reference. KRKs but, are cool for DJing. Yeah, right? they're great. They're fine. They're fine. But again, that goes back. That does go back to DJing because I mm. remember when I started, I was just plugging into the orcs of this little hi-fi system that had you know the wired speakers coming out of it. Um, and I remember specifically like the way I was doing my EQs and mixing on them, I, it sounded good in that environment that and on those speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I upgraded and got some better speakers, I was like, whoa, whoa I'm doing all this. You can hear like ad-lib you know, ad well and backing yeah. tracks. Yeah. Suddenly like it sounded totally different. The, the same style of EQing that I was doing sounded totally different. Um, and then again, when you go into clubs, suddenly you're feeling the bass, yeah. not just hearing it. So totally. you get another element in there. So, you know, it is important to learn your speakers and learn how they kind of sound compared to other speakers as well. And obviously that will happen you need, as you DJ more and more. You but need yeah. to look at the size of the room you're putting them in. Uh, I see yeah. if you're if you're just at home now and you're just beginning and, and you're looking online and you, you're going, oh, that's a, a six-inch cone, that's an eight-inch, that's a ten-inch, and you think, bigger must be better, I need bigger. Yeah. No. If you're in a small room, bedroom, believe me, six-inch speakers kick ass. Yeah. They're really good. I've got like, si- I've got six inch in my studio. They're perfect for it's yeah. all you need. mixes together. As tough as it sounds, you can overpower it very easily. And then when so. you're having to turn them down because it's too loud for your room, yeah. you turn them down, you're not getting the potential of the speaker. And also it can sound not as good if they're not meant to be run that low. Yeah. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna waste your money and your time and, and whatnot. So yeah. you know, uh, I know we keep saying go try something, um, but mm. maybe just go and see a friend maybe that's got a set yeah, and yeah. look at the size of the room they're in um, because yep. small rooms do not need big speakers. We, we oh. use, what, six inches? They're tiny. They're yep. fives. Rocket yeah, fives. Rocket fives. Yeah. rocket fives in our studio and we have never, ever, ever no. needed a bigger speaker. No and we're in a big studio recording yeah, yeah. studio and we've never needed a bigger speaker so the time you would need a bigger speaker so there's a lot of djs out there that do a lot of functions and yeah. events and parties and that's that's you know uh, at that beginner level or not necessarily beginner but when you're starting out as a dj there's some of the first opportunities you get is to play at friends parties and things and suddenly you, you find well i've already got these little active speakers How, what, what am i do? going to use now and then that's where you you've got this next thing to think Jump about up, yeah you've got to get pa speakers and an amplifier mm-hmm. now obviously i would probably recommend at the start if you're not doing this long term rent them yeah sure. factor yeah, that yeah. your cost yeah. and rent sure. a good system and factor that into yeah. whatever you're charging whoever's party it is yeah um but if it's if it's an avenue that you're going to go down and pursue then there's obviously a big market of, of speakers there to think about as well yeah. now this isn't my forte i don't know if anyone's got any recommendations around potential brands or yeah. is there a minimum amount you're going to have to spend to get something worthwhile well, like i mean i've done a few private functions and my friend is the one i get the higher equipment from he comes in and sets it all up and it's just yeah it's just cheaper and easier for for you to do that other, other than you know buying them yourself for yeah. sure um I think mine was about 140 pounds for the night for the for the whole night whereas if you're gonna buy them you're talking thousands yeah. you know yeah. we i rent on my gear as well now i used to work for a rental company as well um but when i first started doing like you said when i was just coming out of djing in my, in my bedroom and starting to go to do private parties i would actually i'd borrow them to be fair i wouldn't buy them they weren't yeah. mine but there were always massive speakers with massive really 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 heavy amplifiers yeah. And they were horrible to set up and horrible, horrible to cart about. 
times have changed. A lot of things are active now. So like we said before, they have amplifiers built into them. Even the big PA speakers now. Um, if you, I've, I've used HK element systems. They're very expensive. Bear yeah. mind, I won't recommend you go out and buy them. But just to give you an idea, if you want to have a Google and just look at what I'm talking about, yeah. these are speakers that are sold in like packages. So you buy the subwoofer of your right. size yeah, and yeah. then you buy the tops of your yeah. size and they're just clipped together. You plug your XLR from your controller straight into it. Boom, you're off. I mean, some yeah. of them even have a screen on the back and you can tell it what kind of room you're in. I'm in a church hall or I'm mm, in a yeah. nightclub or I need to keep the bass down. And it just it EQs it for you and just yeah. plug in, go and they're a lot lighter and cheaper yeah. than ever before. I mean, they're still talking four figures. Yeah. yeah. But compared to the olden days where you, you used to be specialist equipment and big amplifiers, that, them days are, are thankfully starting to leave us now. Plug and play. The only yeah. time you have amplifiers now really is big nightclubs. Clubs, where, yeah. yeah. And we nice. don't need to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I think we've kind of hit in that point where we've yeah. really wrapped our head around the beginner DJ equipment industry, where we're at in the industry right now um, and where it's, you know, how far it's come in the last 10 years, especially. Yeah. Um, I hope that what we've talked about has given some insight to any new DJs out there and provided some um, maybe fun times to reminisce for anyone that's been through any of these areas that we've been through as well. Um, I feel old. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's amazing how the technology's come on. Yeah, it's yeah. And thinking about the future, you know, in the next 10 years, where where could this go? It mm. really is so open-ended and the way yeah. that technology is advancing, we really don't know what is coming next, but there is a lot coming. Streaming. Um, yep, streaming is going to be interesting. Streaming big clubs will be the next big thing. I mean, let's just do the last two minutes. That's a big thing where beginner DJs get the music and source the music. You know, it started with us buying records and then downloading music onto and burning it to CDs. Oh, and then CDs. now suddenly, you know, we don't buy CDs anymore. We don't buy, you know, unless you're collecting records, we all stream music. So that's the next big thing in the DJ industry is everyone's trying to integrate streaming into their platforms. And obviously there's a lot being launched at the moment. We've got Beatport linked in Recordbox that's just been announced and, and released after this beta and then yeah, we've got then on dj actually yep. put them in the players i mean that's just there we go, that's which nice. has got Chris. soundcloud go tidal deezer uh, i think as well potentially yeah. um, serato's got streaming involved now and tractor's going to have streaming involved so, so, soon as well as well SoundCloud, SoundCloud Go, Go yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a premium SoundCloud service that you can yeah. subscribe to and then access within a lot of the DJ softwares now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, it's a big thing to, to think about as a beginner DJ is are it's you like, going to buy and own your music and download it or are you going to stream it? If you're streaming then, it, you need a Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. That's, and that's not, the legality of it is not exactly yeah. legal at the moment. I'm sure they'll work that out in time, but you got the another thing is um, bootlegs, extended mixes, DJ kind of tools. Us DJs, we don't play radio edits, do we? So, do you know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, we don't. Nine times out of ten, Nine times out of ten we don't. And Depends. as of yet, and I've not been on the Beatport um, go yet. We've actually not tested that yet, have we? But when we when I do, hopefully I'll find some extenders in there. But at the moment, yeah. DJ yeah. from Spotify sounds amazing until you try it. And then you're like, oh, everything starts with a vocal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's 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 a fine line. You've got to really search through these streaming platforms if they're not dedicated DJ ones like Beatport Link, you know, Spotify. You can access the world of music, but as a DJ, it might not be that practical, like you say. Yeah. Um, that's where record pools come in. A lot of us record are pools. obviously signed up to DJ record pools, uh, two, two or three to mention, things like DJ City, BPM Supreme, yep. Digital DJ Pool. Uh, there are loads out there. You can just Google them and they're really good sources of music as well because they're they're for DJs. They're, they have edits of songs on there. Yeah, that by are extended. DJs, built by DJs. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. So that's another thing really worth looking at. Definitely. We're not going to go deep into no. that no, no. topic no. right now, but you know, music is a big part of you know, beginner DJs. Things to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, long gone are the days of CD wallets. Yep. Thank God. Yep. They were <laughs> so heavy. And before then, the so heavy. crates. Final crates. Vinyl I bet crates people don't realise why Serato crates are called crates, do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <of> old record <laughs> crates. Why, why, is it, why is it not called a playlist, Serato? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just shows that they came, they were one of the first. Oh, it was yeah. DVS, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's why it was called a crate, because yep. you literally had to carry a crate. <laughs> Story time. So this is a story about the first time I met Jazzy Jeff, which is also one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. So I was on a set with DJ Jazzy Jeff and um, I was like so nervous all day. And I'd finished my set, there was a DJ on after me and then Jazzy Jeff was playing as well. 
just this small like intimate club in Leeds and I was like so nervous to meet him and he came in and you know so there was a dorm there so I couldn't really like get close to him and I was pretty much stood at the front of his whole set so as his whole set's going on um you know drinking and drinking um and getting like more and more kind of nervous <laughs> I went to try and like high five him when I was DJing and like the, the doorman kind of like slapped my hand away <laughs> <laughs> and um, I thought like at one point I was like going to get kicked out so I was like so obviously his set was like unbelievable and I was like just like a big bag of nerves and like alcohol so anyway he uh he finishes his set and then he goes like round the back way like towards like the toilet is so I'm like, all right, I, just, I need to get, I just need to get my, my picture. I need to get my picture for the ground. I need to get a selfie. So I'm just like outside the toilet, and I'm just like, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm outside the toilet. What, I don't want a picture outside the toilet. So in my drunken state, I decided to go inside the toilet. <laughs> like that's any any uh, any better. And then I'm stood like by the sink, and then he comes out of the toilet <laughs> and his manager's there with him I'm like Jazzy I'm such a big fan I was like DJing on before you you know can I get like a picture of a handshake and he's like oh bro can I like wash my hands first <laughs> so there is um, there is a picture of me on my Instagram with Jazzy Jeff in a toilet we might as well shout out your Instagram so everyone yeah. can go. Amazing. DJ Lawrence James, I'll, 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 maybe I'll repost it. Um, wash your hands after you watch it. Was, it, was a, it was a couple of years ago, so. I think everyone but, needs to like tweet Jazzy Jeff now with the link to this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. and be like, check oh, out whatever days. time it's at. So yeah, <laughs> Jazzy, if you're listening, I was that weird guy in a toilet. But, he's, but, he, but he took the picture, he was so nice about it. So. Fair play. What a legend. Cool guy. Yeah. Cool guy. So I think that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got the recording online as well. If you just want to nosy in at behind the scenes here at Crossfader, we're going to be trying to do these quite regularly. So please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening via iTunes, then leave a review and a rating. It'll really help the podcast grow. Uh, remember, we are Crossfader. We're all in this together. We're going to get some ideas from the community. If you want us to cover anything in this podcast, then reach out either on our community forum, which you mentioned earlier, at our website, wearecrossfader.co.uk. It's free to sign up. And then in the student portal area, once you've signed up for free, you can access the community forum and put some ideas in there. Or you can just reach out to us on Instagram at wearecrossfader or just obviously drop a comment if you're watching on YouTube down below. I just want to say thank you again for listening. This is an exciting new thing that we're starting and thanks to everyone that's that's sat here today. Yeah, yeah. No, that's been good. Thanks yep. for listening. Cool. Cheers. We'll see you next time. In a bit. Bye. Bye. Can I have some applause? <laughs> <laughs> uh, top one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>